Welcome to Daring Two, a podcast that finds out how CEOs and entrepreneurs navigate today's business world. The conventions they're breaking, the challenges they faced, and the decisions that they've made. And lastly, just what makes them different. Hi, I'm Rita Trahan, and I'm on Daring Two, joined today by Pat Hurston, Corporate Development Director for Leadercast, an organization that's all about developing leaders that people want to follow. Pat, it's great to have you here. Oh, Rita, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here, and I definitely enjoyed our conversation over the past few weeks. Well, I have tons of questions to ask you. Super. And I think our listeners are going to be really intrigued about you and what you have to offer. So I've kind of looked back a little bit over your career. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Well, (laughs) I think they're going to find it really interesting. So there's a couple of things that struck me. You know, here you are, a woman of the corporate world that, that worked there for a number of years and then decided to sort of really give herself to the nonprofit world. That's sort of like very interesting within itself. But there's also a theme that seems to run throughout your whole career and your whole life, which has two things to it, women and young women and young girls. Well, three maybe. So talk a little bit about that because I'm really intrigued that, that, that the fact that that theme is constant throughout your throughout your life, it seems. Is that so? Oh, it is. And uh, what a privilege. I have had a wonderful career. I'm I'm not going to say that it's always been rosy, but I'm so grateful for the journey that I took. And the one thing that even way back in high school, I've always wanted to help people. And that really is the theme. And it's not just helping people, but it's getting things done is important to me. And so when I was coming up, I didn't see a lot of people who looked like me. And I always wanted to be a businesswoman. I didn't know what that meant even. And so I got into the business world, went to school and all those, didn't do anything traditionally because I went to school and worked at the same time. So I was a learner and doer all at the same time. And I would watch people. And one of the things I saw is, again, I didn't see people who really had the notion of let me help mold this person. Let me tell you what's about to happen or what could happen. And so when I started to be in corporate and I could see the people who were being successful, I started to think if others could know what it took, how awesome and how quickly they could move up. So My passion, even when I was in corporate and I had a wonderful career, um, was always serving on nonprofit boards, trying to do things for the underserved communities. And then particularly women, because I feel like if you help women, you help the world. And so uh, it was important to me that we help women and then young women, because I see these young people today, they are brilliant. They know all kinds of things, but how is it? What, what role can you take? What is it when I, and I was struck by that. I had, I, I was at my church one Sunday and the girl was graduating from high school. And I said to her, what college are you going to? And she looked at me like college, what is that? And that took me on that journey to say, I'm going to help as many young people as I can to understand that you must get an education, that high school isn't the end, particularly, again, in our underserved communities and just people who don't know. How do we break that cycle to let people know it is expected that you're going to go ahead and get more education? So that's really interesting. Let's talk about the underserved community, because we talk a lot about women in business and in education and in areas of, of 
professions that typically women don't do. I mean, you started out in the business world several, several years ago, like my, like myself, when, when it was pretty tough then. Yes. I think it's still pretty tough now, yes. but we talk a lot about it, but we don't often talk about the underserved areas and underserved communities that don't even think about the idea of going to college. And yet that's such an important population. You talked about the brilliance of, of young children. I heard you speak about that um, recently and saying, you know, that's an untapped community and they are so brilliant and they're so smart. And if I can get them off the streets and not be in gangs and just show them how they can use their skills, that would be so important. Why aren't enough organizations investing in helping underserved communities? I, I just think that it is something that we're going to talk about a little bit more. And that is, is that being bold and really going out and reaching them. Let me just tell you something. When I started out in my career being, uh, I think I was a receptionist uh, in, in a bank. Uh, as, as I tell people, we were poor, but we didn't know we were poor. And so all I knew is that I wanted to get a job because I wanted to make money because I love shoes. You know, that's all I wanted to, to do. And then I got in there and I said, oh, wow, this could be a career. I didn't even know. Nobody was talking to me about. Uh, I, I tell people all the time, I, I graduated from the University of Detroit. But I, let me say to you that for years we would ride down the street and we would see this big university. We didn't know what that was. And you would have told me that I would end up going to that college because nobody was talking to us about that. I think that we need to be talking to these young people about it and letting them understand the art of the possible. So you'll be also being very modest because you are actually at the Hall of Fame at your university. Well, okay, right? I didn't want to so, go like, there. Let's, let's like call it out because that, that in itself is, you know, a massive recognition. But you, you know, you, you are actually putting on an event. Leadercast is actually putting on an event, which is all about courageous, being courageous and, and, and it's focused on women. So talk about that because I guess that's what you're really trying to get across. And is that population, the population that you're trying to get out there to spread the message around how important that is? Yeah. Uh, we we see in corporate America, and again, I was courageous but didn't know it, I was being courageous. I know that in a lot of times I was the first, the only, and all that stuff. I didn't want to be, but I will tell you that I was always standing on the side of what's right. And so when I saw something that was not right, just because we learn, you know, the golden rule, do unto others as you want them to do unto you. And so when I would see things and I was just that naive, I'd go like, well, hold on now. That's not the way it's supposed to, you know, to be. And that's not right. And so it, it was calling things out. I didn't know I was being courageous at the time. I was just trying to be, make sure people were treated fairly. And so what's important now is that it, it has, you know, from when I've, started in corporate America to what it is now. It's so much more complicated technology and all those kinds of things. One of the things in working with young people in the technology field, we have found that the women are generally much more competent than their counterpart males, but they don't have the confidence. And when God made me, he gave me an extra portion of confidence. I don't, I could give it to some people, you know? And so I had that confidence and we want to teach women that that is okay. And the, the women we're bringing to leader cast women on October 18th at the Cobb Energy Center have, there are nine of them. They have some fantastic stories. They're coming from 
uh, a wide diversity of backgrounds and, and, and have some incredible stories. And we, and how, how is it that we can get people to be courageous, young women, women in general? It's by telling the story. Oh, I can do that. Because again, it's the art of the possible. What can I do? If I put my mind to it, I really can do this. It's really okay. What's also important is that other women are supporting those women. When we take a bold move, we need to know that we got some sisters behind us that are going to help us as we go forward to really say, call out what's not right. And let's be fair about things. And so we need to bring these young women, women in general, together so that they can hear about others' story and know that they can do it too. So let's talk about that. You know, women sort of supporting other women. Statistics tell us that when you ask women how they've got to where they've got to, it's often not because their female counterpart has has played a big part in that. So... It kind of says that we're actually not necessarily supporting each other in the way that we should, that actually many of them will recount men within organizations that have helped foster their careers and help them to climb up the ladder and be who they are, confident women, making a difference, making a contribution and moving forward. What is it about us women? What What's our problem? You know, I, I think sometimes women feel like if I help you, what's it going to do for me? Or if the man sees me helping you, I mean, I I don't really, I can't really explain it because I'm not that smart. I just know that it's the right thing to do to help somebody. I feel like if I help you rise, you're going to help me. Is that you're going to, and in fact, I tell, what is the saying? Each one teach one, each one reach one. I really feel that if we just take all of the being fearful of what other people are going to say and just band together to help women, uh, I, I think we're going to be better off. We have to because women now are dominating the workforce. If we don't help each other, then you're not going to have a good staff because it's the staff is women. Uh, that is dominating. And so I think that I'm beginning to see with organizations that are being formed that women are being supportive. There are a number of women, particularly here in Atlanta, that I have run into and, and having worked uh, with women in technology and some other organizations, I have seen women by the thousands who will raise their hand and say, I will help. And they will help these young girls, which is extremely important. We have some of the best universities here in the state of Georgia. And when I have gone around to those universities, I have hope. I have a lot of hope. And they absolutely, I tell all women out there, if you're in corporate America, these young girls are watching you. There's somebody watching you. When I was coming up, uh, there were one or two women who I would watch and I would, I would emulate what they're doing. Know that you can make a difference. If you just take the time to talk to these women and try to help them say, oh, well, you don't want to do that because when when this is what is likely to happen or go this way, give advice because it's all going to come back around and help you. So I think that while I, there is some of that, I am seeing that there is a lot more that people are being conscious that we got to help each other. I agree with that. And I also see that much more so within the younger generation, yeah. that they are really stepping forward to make a difference for their their fellow colleagues. Now, clearly, you were ahead of your time in that thinking because you've been doing this for a long, long time. And so okay, I well, want to talk... that old. Well, no, I mean, like, like <laughs> neither am I, but I was going to get there with a long, long time for me means like yeah. a few years. Yeah, right. right. We're both there, right? So <laughs> let's just pull that out. Right. But, but I want to talk about a, a topic that, you know, 
often we don't talk about because people get uncomfortable about it. They kind of like, you know, go, oh, let's not talk about that. It's a bit controversial. Let's just keep on the nice stuff. Well, well, you know, this is about daring too. You're a person that dares to make a difference. So we're going to talk about a topic that both you and I can relate to. We are both women of colour and women in colour that have had big roles in the corporate world. Now, I don't know about you, but I know that um, it has its challenges and its obstacles, and we still see that. Um, today. Would you share some of your experiences around that? Absolutely. Let me just start by saying the women that uh, are in big roles today that I have met, they are doing a fantastic job and they're handling it far better than I did when I was there. Because again, I'm I'm one of these naive, well, we all want to do the right thing, don't we? And so it never occurred to me that people would be looking at me because of my color or because of my gender. It is, you began to see that when you get into the room, well, the first thing you're going to notice is you're the only person, a woman, in there. Then you start to see a person of color. Well, it could make you nervous. Uh, and you've got to make sure that when you speak, that they are listening because you got something to say and bring to the table. The first thing women of color have to deal with is, Okay, I got this layer of them. I'm a woman. Okay, I got to get through that. I got another layer. I'm a person of color. And now we're even sometimes thinking, what are the biases of the people around this table? Are they going to take me seriously? Uh, what are they going to do? I always believe that your work, first of all, if you got to the table, you did something right. And I believe that your work is always going to speak for yourself. Do you have to call people out? Absolutely, you have to sometimes do that. Okay, well, John, when you said this, you may not have been aware, but this is how it came off for me, and you probably don't want to repeat that. I've had so many teachable moments, I can't even tell you. But I feel that it's not so much an extra burden as much as it is, is that I'm going to carry myself in the fashion of which the people will understand that all I come to the table with is I want respect. And I got something to bring and I want us to work together. And so I think that when we are able to go through that and get to that, then after a while, it doesn't matter. And same thing happening for all the teams that I have led. It, it You know, people are thinking about it first, but when you start to working together, all that goes out the window. I think that's really helpful advice for women in general, actually, not just women in color, because of color, mm-hmm. because actually women face a lot yep. of challenges. We see that you know, time and time again, we're still seeing stats that tell us women aren't making it to the senior levels in organisation. Companies are trying to make a difference. But do you think we need to start much earlier? Do you think we need to start at schools to start to tell kids at schools, girls at schools that, look, you can, you can be who you want to be. And those careers that you, you've never thought about are careers that are open to you. Do you think that we fail at the school system to do enough? Yeah. And, and, and let me say to you that we are, are doing, I'm seeing a lot of work being done at the college level. And I would submit that's too late. Uh, I will, I really want to see us reaching those high schools again in those underserved areas because what I see is some very smart young women in those underserved areas, but because nobody, they've had nobody who has gone before them, nobody is showing them the art of possible or the things that they could do that we need to be reaching in there because we would be role models to them. They're not thinking about coming into the the city and being in a corporate building and working in corporate because they don't see that. They're thinking about a $12 an hour job because that's what they see. And so bringing those those people, we would take busloads of them and bring them in the city and some of these fantastic companies here who would allow those young girls to come in. And, And let me also say to you is that, 
I, going back to the point of teaching these young women to support each other, I would say that when you have women, and you're right, women doesn't matter what the color or whatever, other women, I want to say, when you see a woman who is at a senior position, you help that person. If you're on their team, make them look good. Help them because it's going to do nothing but help you. And that's what we want to teach. Get this mean girl stuff out of here, but start to be really supportive of each other at the young level. We, we were, uh, when I was working with women at technology, mm-hmm. uh, we were having this competition for the girls to come up with, um, uh, I think the website and d- design t-shirts and stuff. And one thing today, young people work very well by themselves because they're always on their cell phones. Mm-hmm. And so they're working. And so I said, the issue that we have in corporate America is the ability to collaborate, the ability to work together. And so we said, let's force the girls to get in a team. You select your own team and work together. Someone has to be the leader. And so on, and the rest of the team has to support that leader. And so when you start to do that at the young age, as I said, middle school, high school, it helps people say, it's all right if I help you. There's nothing going to be taken away from me. By the way, I'm going to learn because at the end of the day, this is all about leadership. I can lead from the big, uh, from the front and I can lead from the behind. Listen, I believe that the best leaders are those who have to lead people that don't report directly to them. So when you can influence other people because they want to, emulate what you do. They want to, they catch the vision. They want to do better. I think that that's the best and the most magnificent leader is to have people following you that don't have to. So that's a really interesting concept. It's about being a leader without actually having necessarily the authority to be a leader, right? It's about inspiration. It's about capturing somebody's imagination. Is that how you see it? I absolutely see it that way. If you've got a vision and you're able to articulate that vision and people see that you are are really passionate about what you want to do and it's for the good, right? Moving the team forward. People are going to want to lead. They don't care what team it's on that that you're on, right? And and nowadays we're seeing those lines of direct report and all this business because these young people, they don't do what you say what you tell them to do, they do what they believe is the right, you know, the right thing. Absolutely have a different way. So you got to be able to capture them and to take and motivate them to want to move forward. And how do you do that without, you know, back in my day, it's like you did whatever your boss said as soon as your boss said it and you better hurry up and jump to it. Right. Right. But nowadays that's not the case. You've really got to convince these people it's the right thing to do and motivating. And then they want to know, you know, what is, what's in it for me, right? Mm-hmm. Well, how is this going to benefit? And if you can help and direct them that way, it, it, the sky's the limit for all of these, uh, for these young people. So look, you made a tremendous contribution when you were at Women in Technology. You know, you grew the organization, you grew the number of programs, you grew the number of companies that were investing in that. You created that free program for, for young people to come and actually see what technology careers were about. And now you've taken all of that capability and all of that passion that you've got and you're bringing it to Leadercast. Tell me how you are helping companies today to recognize the importance about following leaders that you want to follow. I find that a really interesting concept. So it is when when I did my work in corporate for all of those many years, um, I, I was even if I go back to elementary school, I was always telling the kids, OK, let's put our lunches together and do something right. 
Um, and so some people would call that bossy. All right. I call that. I can understand that. I, you know, I can relate to it as well. Right. I think I might have been doing that. Right? <laughs> but it really was about trying to accomplish something. And so what I have learned over time is is leaders. And again, it's leaders worth following. So I was leading. I wasn't being mossy. I was leading. And we ought to enhance and embrace that. I feel that my past, to your point, has really prepared me to be in this role, which is leading the uh, resource development for corporate sponsorship, because we definitely need to bring in our corporations this whole notion of leadership. Now, you know, every company has wonderful training and development, but I have to tell you what LeaderCast brings is this, you're not going to find another organization that has as much diversity of speakers uh, our roster and, and our library of all the thing, all the leaders that we have and what, what kind of wisdom they impart about leadership, there's something there for everybody. Nobody else is doing that. And then we culminate all of that by having two big events. One leader cast live, which is in May next year, it'll be May, uh, 7th. Uh, and then we have, uh, leader cast women coming up October uh, 18th at the Cobb Energy Center. We're going to bring over 2,000 women together. First of all, the lineup, again, as I said earlier, is fantastic. But what we also know is women learn from each other, just being in the room together, right? Having the time that we can network with each other. And so it's important to me that people understand that you can be a leader. A little girl in the, in the Girl Scouts can be a leader. She is a leader. And so for all of us to understand that we are leaders and that people will follow us, we have to have lots of, of content of information that we understand how to be. And when I say that I've been prepared for this job, I know what not to do when I've seen bad leaders, when I haven't made the right decisions myself and how we want to. And I, I really want to impart that on people and people don't learn in the traditional way. So what LeaderCast has to offer is not only those two programs, and by the way, we do it around the world. So if people want to and they don't, if they can't be at our event at that day, we have what we call FlexCast and you can purchase that and show it at any time around the world because what, what needs to happen is we all need to be singing off the same uh, page in the hymn book. We all need to know here's what we're really wanting to have our leaders be and all of us are leaders. Right. In some shape, form or fashion. And I think you hit like over 100,000 people on this like one day event. I Absolutely. Mean, that's just like, you know, mind blowing. And nobody's you've been doing able that. To, to be yeah. able to reach that. But yeah. you must have something that is really attracting them. Because we're passionate about wanting to fill the world with great leaders. It's absolutely critical. We also have leader cast now. So if you, it's like professional development on demand. So you could at any time in our library of over 150 speakers, look for something that is inspiring you. Let me tell you, sometimes I'm sitting and I am able to look at some of the, uh, the, the speakers for the on demand. It is so inspiring and I learned something. And then you, it, the fun of it is being able to apply it. And then we have certifications in leadership so people can get certified in leadership excellence and in, and in innovation. We are also looking 
to take this into the university. So one of the things that LeaderCast has is what we have is host sites. So they're in some of the rural areas where they won't be able to bring all these people in. So we bring it to them. And in addition to that, we want to partner with the universities because again, we want to bring those young people in so that they too can have this rich content that they can take with them everywhere they go. And we've been going and talking to universities about this. So this is, this is like the most exciting job I've had because I, I, you know, I'm like a big thinker. I just want big things to happen. Well, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting here being like, you know, it, inspired by what you're saying. And I, I'm thinking that actually, like you guys have really tapped into a market that hasn't actually been tapped before. You know, the fact that you want to go into universities and work with, you know, the universities to help people to understand what they can learn around leadership way before they leave university to get a job. I think that's really interesting because there's loads of stuff that you can get at senior levels, some of it good, some of it not so good. I think if you're listening, listeners, go look at the leader class stuff because it is really good. Um, so I would encourage you to do that. But very few are really focusing at that time when they're in university. Yes. Um, or they're focusing it right at the end of when somebody's looking for a job. So that I think is is really important if it gets traction around that. And are you seeing universities responding positively? Yes, absolutely. As a matter of fact, uh, my, my colleague Adam and I are going to go to a university tomorrow and they're very excited about it. We're doing a lot of good work with Kennesaw State, for example, is one of them. But we are talking to these universities and I'll tell you the ones that um, all of them want them. But I look at these technical schools as well and all of the schools where you're, you're learning the technical stuff. But baby, what you learn in corporate, I learned on the job. Right? You're stumbling and falling and nobody's telling you. And by the way, they're looking because they know you're getting ready to fall in that That's hole right. right there. Those right? mistakes that we so made, like, they were the best ones, right? right we exactly. learned so much. Right, right. <laughs> but I tell you, you don't have to, you don't have to make those same mistakes. First of all, we got to have this leadership as early as possible because things are changing in a nanosecond. You got to be on your game and, and you have to be ready for managing and leading. And I don't want to say managing. I want to say leading. Everybody. This is the first time in our history that we have five different yeah. generations in the workforce at the same time. You don't operate with all of those the same. So I would say that the job of leading is even more challenging because you got to appeal to so many different people. But it's all good because I believe every generation can help the next. It's just a matter of us working. So, yes, it's important. We have been it's been very well received. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about the fact we go in these host sites, we go to those chambers, and we're also pulling in and talking to as early as the high schools. How do we help those folks? Because it's really all about community. What can we do together? Because we got to be able to move quickly. At the end of the day, how are we being effective? How are we creating good products, making good sales, and just being good citizens of the world? So let's talk a little bit more about that in particular. You know, your ethos has always been about servant leadership. I'm a, I'm a big believer in servant leadership. I think it's evolved over the years. And I think if ever there was a time in the world today that yes. we needed servant leadership, uh, it's now. Right. When we see what's happening around the world, just how things are changing, whether that's, you know, political events or economic events or just, you know, changes full stop. Servant leadership is something that's going to drive us forward. What is servant leadership to you? So it is all about 
not me wanting to get something from you, but it's about what I can do for you and help you. And I work with an organization, CEO NetWeavers, and I was just on the phone. I think I told you I made a wrong term because I was on the phone with one of our CEOs and we were talking. And before he got off the phone, he says, what can I do for you? What help do you need? If we can just stop trying to take and start saying, how can I help you? What can I do to help you? It really doesn't take that much time. So it's really about how can I help serve you uh, is what serving leadership about is about and what people are doing to make the world better. It's really interesting. When I offer that to people, they sometimes they look at me as like, yeah. like you know, I've got three heads or something <laughs> or like, you know, I've got something stuck in my They're teeth. Not right? It, right. And, and yeah. yet, yet people are just feel very un- it's almost like a surprise and yet for me it seems like well you know you've given up some of your time so how can I help is something that comes naturally but it but it isn't something that comes naturally how are you helping sort of CEOs to sort of understand that because they play such an important role in servant leadership right about giving back as much as they have to lead and by the way they've got a lot on their plates right whether right. you're a CEO of a small company like myself or a massive you know multinational company you know what it's like. How do you help them think about servant leadership and not being like just a theory, but it, but this idea about like ask what you can do to help? Yeah, it's um, a lot of this is uh, really about practice, right? And about helping them. Again, it's back to people telling their stories. At the end of the day, the people I run into really do want to help. They just don't know how. And it's because we're in a fast pace. Everybody's trying to, you know, okay, we're here for the, for a particular reason. Let's get it done. Blah, blah, blah. We are trying to help people understand that it's okay to ask, what can you do? And it's not going to be one other thing on your plate. Cause most of the time is, can you, can you make it, make an introduction to whoever? And, and the connection of that takes a nanosecond to do and so we're showing we're, we're we're teaching people by doing we are showing them how you can make this very easy and it's a win-win for you these corp these corporations ceos they understand the importance of helping each other they understand the importance of the bottom line so usually it's not a big deal their problem is it's time to do it and if we can show them that it's easy to do to just make a phone call send an email they then find well it's not that hard and then they just start doing it and then just by saying to them the consciousness I always ask people what can i do to help you what would you advise sort of young leaders today, young women leaders today, or, or women that are in roles where they have an influence? Um, how would you, how would you advise them to sort of reach out to other women beyond maybe their own organizations or their own networks? What would be your advice to them, do you think? I think that we're in this world where we just try to pack a whole bunch of stuff in and we, we look at it as the more we can do, the better we are. But if we could just take the time to watch, look and listen, Search out people that may not be able to uh, or have the ability to get to a C-suite or see anybody in a C-suite. Reach out to these young people. Uh, when I was in corporate went back in the day where they had the mail room, if you will, um, I remember going there and talking to not only the women but the men because they weren't expecting to see somebody at a VP level. But I knew there was a need. So if you sit back and think about it, you got to have a passion for it. you got to you got to want to do it. But I would advise people to just take a few minutes out of your day and think about who could I help today? 
If I could just help one person today and make that your mantra that you're going to look as how many people can you help from the people who are serving you food, from the people who are cleaning up, what can you do and and people who are on your team? Because it sometimes is a matter of just going over to somebody and saying, hello, how is your day? Doesn't cost you anything. You can do it on the way to the bathroom, right? It's a surprise sometimes. And like, somebody asshole. spoke to me, right? Yeah. <laughs> and people will respond so very positively because the thing that people need to know is the people that you think are the least might be the people who are the most for you. Say that. So describe that again. That's a really so, interesting so, point. So like, give me an example the, of what the, that looks the, like. The, the least of them, right? Yeah. So the people that you don't think they can help you, right? Uh, maybe that is the cleaning person. Yeah. All right. Maybe that is the cafeteria. Maybe it's the lowest person on your staff. They're often the most connected. They're absolutely. Let me tell you something. And I worked uh, at the bank in Chicago. I got the best meals and people would say, well, how did you do that? It's just being kind. And they would always look out for me. They know I'm a potato eater. And so they would make sure that they would have that for so they can do the most for you. Or maybe they clean your office just a little bit better, your desk a little bit better. But they also are so connected to your point that there are people and connections that have nothing to do with what you're doing that they can help you. And isn't it also about respect? Don't you think that that sometimes the higher up we get, the less we remember what it was like lower down the organization. So how do we help leaders sort of not forget the path where they came from? I'm a big believer, like never never forget your roots, never forget where you came from, never forget like some of the values that you have learned along the way. But it but it is interesting that you do see when people rise to power um, that they lose that perspective. What can we do to help leaders to make sure they don't lose that perspective? Is it just simply calling it out? Is it making it part of some of the leadership training or development or coaching that we give to them? How can we I think help? It's, I think it's all of the above. But again, I'm going to go back to you got to want to do it. You got to understand that it is to your benefit to do it. Because along the way, you never know who you might have to, uh, to count on. And it could be something completely outside of work. And so it's important. I would always make it a habit. Uh, and I would say this to everybody, when I get too comfortable, I make sure I get uncomfortable. So I'm going to go and reach out and do something. So maybe you're coming through the cafeteria and we grab and go. Maybe you can sit down and talk to somebody. Go to talk to people that you ordinarily would not talk to. Get to see and, and meet and talk to people. But be intentional that this is all about creating uh, uh, better leaders. And, and so they see you as a leader and they see you as approachable. The best leaders are the ones that people that are approachable. Cause by the way, they're going to tell the employees going to tell you everything that's going on and they're going to watch your back. And so it's important that people get uncomfortable and go and seek out people that you ordinary, but you got to want to do it. And you say, Oh, I don't have time about you can make time. Because this is probably the most important work you're going to do. One of, one of the people that I watched um, as I was coming through uh, corporate America was Jamie Dimon. He was our CEO. And uh, Jamie, and I got a chance to work with him. The one thing that Jamie would do, he would go and visit your organization, and you didn't even know he was visiting, right? And Jamie would, he would go in the mail room. He would manage by walking around and talking to people. That is some of the best uh, information you're going to get. And so when you get, when you get to understand people and then put that all together with making connection, listen, 
if people are, we had some people in, in my, one of my groups and they wanted to, one of the girls wanted to, I don't know, she wanted to be in a different group. While she was sitting there, picked up the phone and called the leader of that group. I got somebody, she was, I, I was going to lose this person, good worker, but I'm going to help that person, right? At the end of the day, that person went up the ladder and was able to help my organization. So always look at it as if I help you, uh-oh, I'm going to get get some help myself. I'm going to move up a few notches in what I want to do because it's just all about the community. It's just all about the ecosystem. And I guess what you're really, you know, in a nutshell, what you're saying is people talk about being time poor today and they don't have enough time to be able to do everything that they, they want. So being time poor means like prioritize the things that are important, prioritize the things that will really make um, a difference, not only to yourself, but to, to the greater good, to the greater purpose that, that, that's out there. The one thing that, you know, the world has changed a lot. We got a lot of technology and all kinds of things have gone away. The one thing isn't going to go away and that is just being good to people. That is not going to go away. So it's absolutely important that you really take the time to be. And that's what good leaders do. I'm smiling as you say that because it just like it just hits you in the face when you say that. And you go like, do you know what? That's so true. And no, he actually has said that before that I've heard. So it's such a powerful statement that I think, you know, I really hope that listeners you know, felt the same reaction as I as I did when I when I heard you say that. Good. I do want to talk a little bit about like, you know, we get really excited when we see a woman become a CEO, right? It's all over every newspaper. People go like, whoa, yay, look, we've got a woman as a CEO. I get really frustrated because I'm like, great, that's great that they made it as a CEO. But and I'm glad that we're showcasing it. But shouldn't we also be doing more to showcase those women that are Absolutely. already like at those levels underneath? Because it it feels a bit like tokenism to me. So how can we help sort of get more, I guess, visibility, publicity around women that are doing good, to your point, women that are helping other women? I'm very proud that we do have women CEOs. I'm really proud of that fact and that they come from different backgrounds and they're very diverse. But I would just love to see the newspapers and the media really focusing on like other people that are doing things to actually move that forward. Yeah, I really think that um, it's really about um, the promotion that we do for each other, right? And so when people are doing good CEOs, because you're right, there are a number of CEOs we never even hear from. And, you know, I, you know, God bless those women because they don't try to, a lot of them are not trying to get out and say, hey, I'm the CEO. They're just heads down, just doing good. Is that a problem though? Are we like, are we just sort of like shy about, being out there as a woman I don't CEO. think so much that it's shy about it, but I do agree with you that we do need to promote that more is to say, and, and this is why uh, our leaders cast women is to showcase that when one of the things we're doing besides a leader, a leader cast live and leader cast women is that we have on a monthly basis, these evolve sessions where we invite people for free to come and hear some of the great speakers that we have. Some of those are, you're going to be one of of our speakers, CEOs that other women can see and promote. And it's by them knowing that. And look, what's the best uh, way they used to say telephone, tell a woman? It's social media now, right? Yeah. 
It is by getting out there and, and having social media. I love it. I, I didn't initially embrace it. I'm of that generation, but I am out there and I am seeing how people are responding. So we can promote these CEOs and, and what they're doing. Um, and when I look at my network every day, I'm looking on there and there's something that women are doing and we need to applaud that. We need to support that so others can see it, share it. Let other people see it. It's an interesting um, sort of perspective because actually I was lucky enough to um, uh, interview on a podcast a young woman from the UK mm-hmm. who actually has gone out and sort of published a list about um, women to sort of watch and admire. Um, I'm humbled to be on it. But but it was the fact that here she is, this young woman, and she's gone out and she's just literally looked at people that she has connected to. So it's really sort of almost personifying exactly what you've talked about on this podcast and said, you know, please, please, please consider these women. If you need something, go talk to them. If you think that they can help, go talk to them. Like they will be out there to help you. And, and I, you know, it, you've just personified that in, in sort of saying that's exactly what we need to do. And, and so there are some women that are doing that. I guess social media is a massive way for us to do it. And we need to find ways absolutely. Um, to encourage yeah. that more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that having, uh, and I will tell you, and I, I do want to say this, um, it, it is a joy for me to work with uh, LeaderCast. Angela Robb is one of the most uh, authentic CEOs you're going to find. When I tell you she absolutely cares and she shocks me, she called me the other day because she knows I'm taking care of my elderly people just to see how I'm doing. Again, that's about people. When you care about people, people notice. And so having her as a role model of of good CEOs, uh, you're absolutely right. I think that we just need to promote that more, let people know what these women are doing and have these women come and talk about what they do uh, as good leaders. And and that's really interesting that she rang you to ask you about that because actually your your conference, LeaderCast conference, the one that one day massive inspirational event was all about healthy teams, right? And she was concerned and healthy teams means the whole thing. Yes. Like being but like you know, physically healthy, mentally healthy, healthy in like a work life balance, the whole the yeah. whole gambit yeah. of what that means. So I guess that really does yeah. personify what, what she did. So yeah. one last question before we close out. Sure. Like we spent a lot of time talking about women, but we do have men that listen to yes, the podcast too. Yes, and, and I, I love them. And I love them too, <laughs> um, you know, because they are an absolutely integral part. This is not, I always say it, and I, you know, it sounds like a mantra, but this is not a woman's issue. It's not a man's issue. It's not a company issue. It's everybody's issue right. to, to solve. So what advice have you got for our dear, dear men who are listening to this that have actually a very influential role to play as well because I don't want them to miss out. Yeah, no, I, don't, I agree with you. And I will tell you that men have been an extremely huge um part of my um of my career uh my mentor Don Hollis uh Chris Scar uh, Stan Dietzel these are guys who I've known for years and I will tell you if it were not for them I mean they would slap me in the corner when I needed it and then they would encourage me and hug me and do all those things because they cared uh I would say to men show people that you care uh support these women because you don't have to do it you don't ha- it's good business 
And I think that it's important. And I will tell you that as I see some of the young men I'm working with, uh, Adam um, Penaflora, and you're talking about a young man who is, you, he's somebody to watch because I watch how he reacts to, he's my partner. I told him, look, now, you know, we partners in crime here. And and so he has got just such a wonderful, respectful, and I think that's important that men respect women and let them know that you really genuinely care about their issues and then show them, be an ally, be an advocate, uh, make sure that you are inclusive when you're talking about and, and correct those men who are not. Don't have to do it publicly, but hey, you know, it's all right to say, well, that just wasn't cool because this is what you don't want to do. And if we do that, I don't think people, you know, necessarily say, I just want to be mean today. I just think that people just fall into this zone. But I would encourage men to keep on being respectful and keep on supporting women. Well, I think that's an, that's a great answer to sort of end the show on. Pat, you know, every time I do a podcast, I learn something new. I get inspired by something. Um, today I'm blown away by all of the, oh, so uh, the tips that you have given, um, made me sort of reflect on what I can do going forward today and continue to do. And if people want to find out more about Leaderclass, more about some of the other nonprofits that you help and more about you, how do they do that? Do they, how can they connect with you? Websites, LinkedIn, Twitter? I'm on all of that. <laughs> so do you want to give so, out some of the? So, uh, so on for the, uh, you can really get me at leadercast.com. So it's Pat dot Hurston, H-U-R-S-T-O-N at leadercast.com. And I'd be more than happy to uh, to talk to any of your listeners. Great. Thank you very much, Pat. And if you want to find out about me, you can look up the website, www.dareworldwide.com. If you want to find out about my book, it's just the second edition's just been released. It talks about a lot of the things that we've talked about today. Um, so look out for the second edition of Unleashing Capacity. And of course, you can listen to this podcast, Daring To. Don't, don't miss out. It's a great podcast. And thank you very much, Pat. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Enjoyed the conversation? Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes of Daring 2. Also, check out our website, dareworldwide.com, for some great resources around business in general, leadership, and how to bring about change. See you next time.